Do you know the difference between being woke and being awake? Well, we want to talk about that difference today, and we want to talk about it in the context of being a patriot as opposed to maybe just being a nationalist, and there's a big difference between the two of those. My name is Rick Bloodworth. This is the Common Sense Christian Channel, and that's what we're going to talk about today is our woke society and how we better wake up before it's too late if we want to save our nation. I was watching a video the other day. I think it was something called Awake with JP or something like that. But anyway, he was showing some clips from an interview that a young man was doing in a college town. And he was doing part of his interview on campus and part of it, he was just walking around town and asking people the same question. And the question he was asking them was, can a man have a baby? Well, when he asked this question on the college campus, they most of them immediately said, oh, yes, a man can have a baby. Some of them said, well, it depends on how you identify, and then they couldn't really figure out the science behind that. But then some of them wouldn't even answer the question because they thought it was just too controversial. And the interviewer was just asking them, what's controversial about whether a man can have a baby or not? Isn't it just science? Well, he asked the same question around town, and, and the answers were markedly different. Uh, when he would talk to people and say, can a man have a baby? They usually looked at him, first of all, as if he was crazy. And then they would start laughing. And then they would say, no, of course, a man cannot have a baby. Well, what's the difference? Why is there such a vast difference between those who are supposed to be the most educated of our society and just the regular everyday people who pay the taxes so these people can go and be educated? And of course, the answer uh, to that lies within the phrase woke. We live in a woke country right now. Uh, a few years ago, they called it political correctness. Before that, they just called it what it was, peer pressure. It was the idea that nobody wants to stand out from a crowd. Nobody wants to be shouted down even when they're right. And so a lot of times people will be cowed into going along with the crowd, even though they know the crowd is wrong, just so that they won't be embarrassed. Well, it's gotten so bad in our modern day culture that people can't even decide the most simple things like what's a woman or can a man have a baby or just on and on. But, but we've all heard these arguments and discussions. And those of us who are older or those of us who are younger but have a rational mind are just kind of shaking their heads at it and wondering what's going on. As far as the need to be awake, Jesus, when he was giving his message to the churches in Asia in Revelation, in Revelation chapter 3, he talked to the people at the church at Sardis. They were just a lot like some of the people at some of the churches that we're part of today. And he said, you have a reputation for being alive, but you're dead. And then he said, wake up and strengthen what remains. And he told them, warned them that they needed to repent. But if they didn't repent, if they didn't wake up in time, that he would come someday like a thief. Now, Jesus was talking about the second coming. He was talking about the judgment. And there comes a point, whether we're still alive when Christ comes back or whether we die before that point, either way, there's going to come a day where it's over for us. And then the judgment. What then? Well, Jesus says before that point, we have to wake up. Even if other people consider us alive, when he looks at us, we're really dead. 
Well, isn't that kind of a definition of the woke crowd today? They are convinced they have a truth. It's, and they're also convinced, by the way, that truth changes. I've heard people say something along the lines of, well, you have your truth and I have my truth, but that's not the case. The truth doesn't change. The truth is a standard. Do you remember when Jesus appeared before Pilate and Pilate was, was asking Jesus, are you a king? And Jesus just said, this is found in John chapter 18, by the way, if you want to check it out, it's John chapter 18, verses 37 and 38. Jesus talked about this. It was for this reason I came into this world. And he said that those who are on the side of truth would be with him. And you remember that famous phrase Pilate said, what is truth? Well, we hear a lot of people ask that question today, but back in Jesus's time, you knew what the truth was. And Jesus is just pointing out that those who are on the side of truth are going to be with him. One of the reasons it's so important for us to be reading the Bible for ourselves and finding out the truths that are contained within the Bible, the standards that are unchanging that are contained within the Bible, is because there are just too many people who believe too many things that just aren't so. A lot of people just believe what they believe because they believe it, <laughs> because they want to believe it. Well, that's a great foundation for a superstition, but it's a very poor foundation for service to God. We need to go to the truth, the word of truth, the Bible, and find out what it says, what it reveals is the truth. We need to wake up and do that before it's too late, by the way, because Jesus himself indicated there would be a time where it was too late to do that. Well, what's all this got to do with patriotism? And, and I want to go back to the, to the founding of this nation, the men and women who put so much into this nation and who love this nation so much. The reason this nation had such a great start was because the people, before they loved their nation, they loved God, and they were convinced that they were accountable to God. And one of the things that they were also convinced was they needed to love their neighbor as themselves. That was part of their love for the nation. These patriots were patriots because of their love for God and their love for country in that order. There were a few who did not hold God in such reverence. That's true. We understand that. But the vast majority of them, the ones that comprised the meat, the heart of the patriotism that founded this nation believed in God and they believed in Christ with all their heart. And then they tried to stand for this nation and the truths uh, of God that they wanted to inculcate into this nation. The efforts that they had were so successful that not only did they win the Revolutionary War and not only did they write the Constitution that became a standard for free people everywhere, but it was something that was noticed all around the world. There was a young man by the name of Alexis de Tocqueville who came uh, with another uh, gentleman from France, probably about the year 1831, and they were very interested in the, the prison system of America because America's prison system was considered by the rest of the world to be enlightened and to be a success. And so they wanted to find out more about the prison system. And in fact, de Tocqueville and a man by the name, I believe it was Beaumont, 
wrote a book on, on the prison systems that was published about 1832, shortly after they got back to France from visiting this country. But it was the democracy of America that really interested Alexis de Tocqueville. And in fact, he wrote a book in 1840 called Democracy in America. And within that book is a quotation for what he believed was at the heart of America's success. And this is what he said. I sought for the greatness and genius of America in her commodious harbors and her ample rivers, and it was not there. In the fertile fields and boundless prairies, and it was not there. In her rich mines and her vast world commerce, and it was not there. Not until I went into the churches of America and heard her pulpits aflame with righteousness did I understand the secret and her genius and power. America is great because she is good. And if America ever ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. Well, that's a pretty impressive statement written by a man who, at the time of his visit to America, was only about 25 years old, and at the time of writing this book was only about 35 years old. Uh, we've got some impressive young people uh, along the lines of Alexis de Tocqueville of his era today. We've got a lot of people who are not woke and buying into the lies of our modern culture to where you can't even tell the difference between right and wrong, or that right is whatever we say it is, and wrong is whatever we say it is. Uh, in the Old Testament, one of the prophets said, Woe to those who call right wrong, and wrong right. Well, woe means excessive sorrow, and it includes a curse from God, just as a blessing is favor from God, a curse from God brings woe or excessive sorrow. And those who call right wrong and those who call wrong right are going to end up being sorrowful, and they're going to end up on the wrong side of God's favor. We need to understand that even though the vast majority of people may be taking a stand for a certain thing at a certain time, it does not make them right. This idea that might makes right or numbers make right is never washed with God. He's never accepted that. God has always expected the few who will stay on the narrow path to stay on that narrow path. Those are the ones that are going to be saved through his grace, not the ones who do things their own way and then demand God to save them on their own terms. When we talk about what's going on in our nation right now, you have to admit we're in trouble. I've been watching a number of the congressional hearings lately where they will be interviewing uh, someone that our president has put up for an important cabinet position or other position within government. And I've seen several of those uh, discussions from Congress asking the appointee if they can define what a woman is or if they can define if a man can have a baby or not. And their answers are startling. Most of them cannot define what a woman is is, even though scientifically it's very much cut and dried. There's even some of them that think a man can have a baby. They'll be reminded, by the way, when they say that, that they're under oath, and so they're willing to swear before God that they believe a man can have a baby, even though science says this is impossible. It's never happened. It never will happen. But they're woke. They have their own set of truths that are nothing more than a lie.
And the sad thing is they consider themselves patriots, but they're not patriots. They may be nationalists. They may support their brand of the country, whatever their brand is on any given uh, day. We have people that have been defined as neocons or neoconservatives who are the new conservatives who have a lust, it seems like, for conquest and empire. There's never been a war that these neocons don't like, but there's also a group of neoliberals or new liberals who, whatever the idea is, no matter how ridiculous, if it's new, they they seem to embrace it, including these nonsensical things that we're dealing with today. Our nation has real problems. The problems go way beyond whether or not somebody is in a politically acceptable group or not. There was a time in Israel's history where they got so wicked that they were actually sacrificing their children, their sons and their daughters. In the 106th Psalm, in verses 37 and 38, it talks about the fact that as they were sacrificing their sons and daughters, they were doing so to demons, is what God said. And he said they were polluting the land with their children's blood. Well, there came a point where Israel was punished for this. They first divided into two completely different nations with 10 of the tribes going towards Samaria, and they became known as the Samaritans later on, and then two of the tribes settling in the southern part of the kingdom in Jerusalem. First, Israel was destroyed by the Assyrians in 721 B.C., but then the remaining Israelites, who were known as Judah, were carried off into captivity in 586 B.C. by the Babylonians. And as this was happening in 2 Kings chapter 24 and verse 3, God explains why he allowed his people to be destroyed. It says, Surely these things happened because of the sins that King Manasseh had caused the people to take part in, including the shedding of innocent blood, which the Lord was unwilling to to forgive. Well, you think about our own nation and, and our penchant, our, our seeming lust towards abortion right now, our desire to just kill more and more babies. We've gotten to the point where we're not satisfied with sending the young ladies into hospital-type settings to have their babies destroyed, but they're being able to buy poison for these babies online or at their favorite convenience store. What happens when a nation gets so callous and when their heart becomes so hardened that they can kill their own baby and stand idly by without comment when others do the same? We're woke. We're saying that that this baby in the womb is no longer a baby. It was defined not too many years ago as an unviable mass of tissue, but it's not an unviable mass of tissue. It's a living, growing organism with a heartbeat, with lungs and other vital organs that are developing with a circulatory system. They're even doing surgeries in the womb on these babies to save their lives and to take care of conditions that they'll otherwise be plagued with when they are born. These are babies, and yet we are callously shedding innocent blood. And we're voting for people who have promised that they will continue these things. And we have become so woke 
in our thinking that we have decided that that our truth is the only truth that counts. And if we want to believe that abortion isn't taking a life, then that's what we're going to believe. That's our truth. And we want to believe if we're voting for somebody who promises us they will keep abortion going as much as they possibly can. But we're not voting for that because that's our truth. We can do that if we want to. I want to call your attention back to Revelation chapter 3, one of the verses we started with, when Jesus said you have a reputation of being alive. He was telling the church there they had a reputation of being righteous. They'd even fooled themselves into being righteous, but they were doing too many things that were unrighteous. And Jesus just told them, you've got to wake up before it's too late. It's not being woke that counts. Being woke is just going to take us to hell someday if we're not careful. But if we'll wake up in time, if we'll find and seek the truths from God's Word and find what they are and then do our best to lovingly obey them, we're going to do pretty well. And our nation will have a chance at being restored because it's the true patriots, those who love God first and then their country, And they want their country to remain great by being good, by being righteous before God. I realize that we can disagree on certain things. But when it comes to this idea of being woke and saying things that are ridiculous and standing for truths that are lies, we've got to wake up at some time. Our nation is in the balance. Our children are in the balance. And it very well may be that our very eternities are in the balance if we don't wake up in time. It's being awake to the truth that counts, not being woke. And until we understand that, we're going to be in peril. Our families are going to be in peril. The church is going to be in peril. And the nation will be in peril. True patriots who love God and who love their country are going to be willing to take a stand to do something about that. And the reason that they're going to do that is because they're a Christian before they're a patriot. Are you a Christian? Have you done what God wants you to do? Are you going by all of his will or or just some of it? Have you become woke or are you willing to wake up and do the things that God wants you to do? Well, that's the lesson for today. It's kind of a more serious lesson, but I believe we need that if we're ever going to restore America to its greatness because America cannot be restored to its greatness unless America is good. And America can never be good unless we as individuals wake up and start being good ourselves as defined by God. Pray that God will richly bless you. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time.